Welcome back to the Cyber Sector 7 podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Reese, and here we go on episode 3 of our mini-series we've been doing, Privacy Matters, Stay Secure, and this week's episode is going to be on the tools of the trade in the privacy business. So we're going to be going over uh, different types of tools, methods, and techniques on staying secure, and I'm going to be going through three levels of privacy, and and a lot of this you may not fit in, but you can kind of mix and match. This is just three different I would say levels of privacy that you will usually see in this field um, or not see. That's kind of the purpose of being private. And make sure you stick out and go through to the end because at the very end, I'm going to be announcing some great news for the podcast and for this wonderful community. And make sure you listen to that engagement section I'm going to be giving and leave a like if you can and go ahead and give a download if you want to finish the lesson. All right, welcome to the episode. Let's see what we're drinking today. And uh, this is for you pasty boys out there. We are drinking a great value purified drinking water. You got to stay hydrated, boys. Uh, Today's sponsorship. Big news. Uh, we got a sponsorship. Today is this episode is uh, sponsored by water. Stay hydrated. It is important to stay hydrated and uh, not to get all pasty and crusty. Remember, it's that time of the year. It's getting cold outside and, uh, you know, you're going to be using a lot of chapstick, but it's very important to stay hydrated as it gets cold outside. It's a very, very large quantity of people become dehydrated during the winter because you know you're not out hot and sweating and the sun's not blaring on you so people don't think about drinking as much water so today's sponsorship sponsored by yours truly um me and my day job uh drink water drink plenty of water stay hydrated if you're not you know drinking water right now pause this go get you a glass of water and stay hydrated uh just know throughout this episode i will be hydrating myself because i am very dehydrated right now uh i've had a very long day so we're gonna go ahead and get into this though uh i know you guys been enjoying this series and we're gonna go ahead and start breaking things down this episode's gonna be broken down into three parts or technically four parts uh if you want to count the middle engagement um but part one, we're going to be talking about pri- uh, the whole episode is going to be talking about privacy, of course, in this Privacy Matters Stay Secure series. But I've broken down the different le- layers and levels of privacy into average, heavy, and extreme. Um, and what this is going to do is so we have our average level, which is just people who are somewhat privacy conscious, uh, but maybe don't take it to a very extreme level uh you have heavy or medium as i want to call it which are are people that are more serious about their privacy and go out of their way to be more private and then you have extreme which is people that are 100 percent private they stay private they stay secure they stay up to date on everything and they do whatever they can to make sure they are an online ghost and they go to extreme levels to do so so we're going to go ahead and get into this on this uh, part one here, and we're going to be talking about, as you know, the average person. So let's say what the average privacy conscience person is, and this could be you, uh, and before I go ahead and get into this, I need to go ahead and tell you that 
you know, you're not probably going to fit into one of these. I don't want you to think you are. I just tried to break down the different methods and put them into three levels. Um, you may fit somewhere in between a few of them, or you may be fitting somewhere right there on extreme and average. So, you know, it completely depends on your OPSEC. What's what's your plan? What is What are you trying to stay private from? So take this with a grain of salt. But I'm just going to break it down, and hopefully while I'm doing it, I will introduce to you some of the tools of the trade. That's important so that way you get to familiarize yourself with some things. I'll be mentioning probably some very specific tools of the trade, and some things which are going to be kind of vague. Uh, I don't want to call any specific companies out. I don't typically enjoy doing that. I've heard of shows doing that and getting into a little bit of trouble with that, so I'm just going to go ahead and... Try to keep it safe with some things that I don't know if I can mention or not. So let's go ahead and get talking about the average user, you know, your average privacy conscience user. And this was me for a very long time, up until I would say a few years ago, when I really started taking things seriously. So your average privacy conscience user probably uses a VPN. Uh, what VPN is he using? He might be using something, he's privacy conscience, or she, uh, so... They, they're probably using something that's no log deleting, such as OpenVPN or ProtonVPN, um, or even Nord. I think Nord's no log deleting, but I'm not too sure on that, and I'm not the biggest Nord fan, but I am willing to give it a try. I just don't think I like it because it's not open source. Uh, I haven't found the source code, so I'm not going to openly attack them like that, but if you can show me the source code, that'd be great. Um, they're probably using an encrypted... SMS messenger or some sort of encrypted messenger such as Signal. Um, and it used to be WhatsApp back in the day, but, you know, that got bought out by the uh, the great Zuck in the Sky. So, you know, so they're probably using some sort of encrypted messaging platform. You could use tons. There's Signal and Session are the ones I like to use, but, you know, that that's a baseline. They're using a VPN. They're using SM, an encrypted form of communication. They're also encrypting their emails. So they could be using Tutanota or ProtonMail. I personally use ProtonMail. Liked it for a long time. And I like the feature that they have that you can send cash in so that way it doesn't trace directly back to you. There's no, there's no bank or there's no money trail. So you can send them cash and apply it to your plan. Um... I do not know if Tutanota offers that, but I do enjoy that feature with ProtonMail. They are most likely, and I've seen them not doing this, um, but they should be. Uh, they're using a password manager of some sorts. I enjoy Bitwarden. Bitwarden's a pretty good one. There are some great password managers out there. Uh, if you want something cross-platform, though, uh, Bitwarden is a great way to go. It's open source. It's free. Uh, it can stay on your machine or stay in the cloud. I think there's a pro version, but don't quote me on that. Um, and also, the average user is using 2FA. Um, now, this is a little iffy, a choppy moment here, when you see an average user using 2FA, because it could be standard SMS shortcodes, or it could be, you know, uh, Authy, or some sort of authenticator app. There's a ton of them out there. Um... And I'm not going to mention anyone because last time I did that, I got attacked. So, uh, but whatever works for you on a 2FA application or method, uh, there's tons of different ones you can use. But most of the time you see with average users, they're using SMS or 
they're using some sort of authy token or something like that. Um, I will say, though, if you're using SMS, you are vulnerable to be SIM swapped. So if they're doing their research on you, your attacker, they're most likely going to find your personal cell phone number. And when they do that, they can... There's a ton of different ways they can do it, but they can SIM swap you. Uh, one, a very common method is social engineering with your cell phone provider. They call them up, act like you, and swap your phone number to their SIM, and then get into your accounts that way. So, so if you're using your phone number as 2FA, I would recommend swapping to something maybe different. You know, they, they have tons of, you can get a YubiKey. Those are pretty cool. Uh, it's a physical USB that's your 2FA token, so they have to have you have to have access to that physical key to get into accounts. Uh, but I don't see it very widely supported yet, and I'm really hoping it does get there. Some some cons, some things you also see with your average privacy focused user, um, they a lot of times you'll still still be using social media, um, hopefully in some safer ways. You're still using things like smart devices, maybe your Alexa. I personally, I don't like those things. Um, I do miss that, though. I really do miss having the ability to use an Alexa or my wife's old Google Home. What, what was it? Was it a Google, Google Home Mini? A Google Home Mini. Yeah, that, that was really nice. I like the ability to just go, hey, Google, and then it'll do whatever you want it to. Uh, that, that was fun. Um, but, you know... You live and learn, and sometimes you got to make sacrifices. Um, and, and on the note of that, you'll a lot of times still see them using Google. I, even personally today, still use Google because um, I'm running a YouTube channel, uh, I'm running a podcast, and I just it, it makes things a lot easier when running this, and I have to use it at work, unfortunately. Um, but past that, I try not to use it too much. I've been using the Brave browser recently. I've enjoyed that. And I've been getting a lot better at, at using it and, and solved some of the problems I was having. So uh, last week, or a week before last, I mentioned some problems with Brave. I did, in fact, solve that. So that's good. If you want to hear that problem, you can go listen to the previous episode where I talked a little bit further on that. Um, now we're going we're gonna to hit this, this part two here. And this is going to be the bit, bit of a heavier to, to medium range people in in that privacy conscience field um so like the the somewhat privacy conscience person the heavier privacy conscience person is using things like signal and session like you know the encrypted sms we were talking about uh but usually session a little bit more over because it's got that that over tour messaging platform which i have absolutely fallen in love with uh, they're using things like Matrix. Uh, Matrix is a decentralized communications platform. So you can run your own Matrix server and you can have big group chats or whatever. It's similar to Discord, but not too much. Um, if you've ever used Slack, it's kind of like that in Discord, but you have tons of different plugins and it's decentralized. It's open source. You can run it yourself and it, it, it really is fun. Um, but yeah, you see, you see them using a lot more things like Matrix, things like Session, uh, more of the stuff you don't usually hear from as much, but they're more focused on that. Uh, you don't usually see them using Instagram or any kind of social media. And and that's just because it's, it is a really big gaping hole in your security. Honestly, if you're using those things, it could be a big gaping hole in your security. 
I, I have to be very careful when I do things. I gotta pull metadata and things like that when I post. And it, it can be very time consuming. Um, and that's why I don't post as much as a lot of other users because I have to be a little more privacy focused on that. Um, but uh, you, another thing you, you see a lot, and speaking of, of that, is you see a lot of Tor routing. Um, sometimes you'll see them using Tor routers or they'll route all of their traffic through Tor. Uh, and that's that's important too. It can be it can be slow though, and it is a sacrifice. You don't get to do a lot of streaming um, when you're doing that. A lot of times you see them when they're just doing basic web browsing. They'll be doing it over Tor. A, a con to Tor though is you really a lot of sites kind of ban Tor or block Tor and won't let you access it over Tor because it it does look a little suspicious thanks to criminals using Tor and making the people who want to be safe and secure makes us look bad. A lot another thing you see a lot is a physical password manager. So, and I'm thinking about making a video on this soon, a physical password manager and the way I would I do it is you take KeePass XE, which is a regular password manager that you store everything in and it it's it's a little bit more manual, there's a little bit of a learning curve to it. Um and you install it to a USB, and then you encrypt that USB drive. And there's 20 different ways, I'm sure, to encrypt the drive. I'm not going to get into that here. I'll probably make a video on that soon. Uh, but but it's a physical password manager that they physically have to plug in, decrypt the, the password manager, and then copy and paste that password over. So that's, that's one thing you kind of see a little bit more. You also see more privacy conscious people using a safe browser. Um, and that goes with the average user as well to the heavier user. Uh, but with the heavier user, a lot of times what I've seen is people modifying and kind of creating their own version of Chromium. or And that's for the more heavier Linux user who wants to code their own stuff. Personally, I just use Brave and Firefox with Firefox settings set to maximum and, and as high up as it can go. Um, and then... Another thing you'll see along with that Brave browser or Secure browser or whatever secure browser you choose, shoot, you may choose um, the Tor browser. That's what I was going to say, is you could see a lot of people routing all their traffic over Tor and only using the Tor browser to access the internet, which can be a little slow, but it's a pretty big payoff when it comes to staying secure online and whatnot. Uh, something else you'll see, and this is not sponsored, uh, is privacy.com. So you see this with the more heavier users using something like privacy.com to create burner cards. So you, with it, you can create a quick burner card tied to your bank account with a whole bunch of burner information. So you can buy something online and then that card is burned forever. Or you can set it up for your subscriptions to allow it to pay certain, a certain amount of money each month. So I, I personally use that. I love privacy.com. It's it's absolutely wonderful being able to use burner cards. Um, but a lot of things now, and I actually have recently seen this, there are certain bank accounts now that are allowing you to do that. So there are bank accounts. I'm not going to name any here, but they will allow you to create uh, burner cards, and you can create different online cards that aren't tied to your actual account. They're only kind of emulated to your account, I would say, if I'm understanding that correctly. So uh, that way you can do uh, all sorts of purchases online and you won't worry about getting your identity stole, which is terrible to think about happening. That 
That's just, it's a terrible thing to happen. So just go ahead, use privacy.com if you're going to be making online purchases in any way. So that way you don't get that information stolen. This isn't a sponsor. I just thought I would throw that out there, especially it being the holiday season and Black Friday being right around the corner. Go ahead, just save yourself the time, save yourself the hassle of having to deal with the bank and identity theft. Um, but that's going to wrap up this this first two parts of this. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to the engagement. I've got, I don't have a whole lot of engagement, but I do have some great things I would love to share with you guys this week. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned to the end for that big surprise. All right, guys, here we go with some amazing engagement. I don't have much this uh, this episode, but I do have something I wanted to mention. So last episode, I didn't drink a drink. Well, I did, but I didn't crack the can. Um, and what it was was someone informed me that it can, be, it can hurt their ears, and so I didn't want to uh, hurt anybody like that. But I have had someone reach out and say that that added a great mood. So what I'm going to try to do, I'm going to bring the drink back, but I'm not going to crack the can as close to the mic as I was. Um, but I am going to start bringing it back because I do enjoy having a nice atmosphere. And that that is something near and dear to me, is having a wonderful atmosphere and, and giving this atmosphere to the community. Um, he also mentioned something that I need to bring to your attention and somewhat apologize about. Uh, he brought to my attention that when I talk in this engagement section about some of the more negative things, such as people requesting me to do crazy things and DMing me to ask me to do just insane things, it can bring a bit of a negative light to the show, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to bring any sort of negativity on the show, so I am sorry for bringing that into the show in the first place, um, and hopefully it won't happen again, unless there's something absolutely crazy and funny I'd like to share with you guys. Um, but yeah, he, he did bring some very important things to light with that, and I just wanted to bring that up. He also had a really, really good question that he would like answered on the show, and so I would more than open to answer this on the show for him. He asks, he'd like to ask me, how does one protect its privacy when you also do other things that usually need to use your real name and many other data. Sometimes it's just other people, the ones who provide your information, like if you don't have your phone number to Facebook, but another guy relates your phone number with your profile in their Gmail agenda. Um, and that, that got a little, that, that's kind of a tough question to answer because a lot of times we only have, let's say one device and we're gonna be running an alias and our personal information on here, which is not a, a, a good idea. Um, I'm fortunate to have multiple devices to run multiple different aliases on, which is very helpful. Um, but what I do is, I honestly, if I have to give any of my actual personal information, I make sure it's information that's not going to lead directly to me. For instance, when I am signing up for something and, I, and they request an address, I give them my P.O. box, and then on top of that, I don't just say P.O. box. I use the address of that post office and then use a suite number. And what that can do, and I don't encourage you guys to go do this, but what that can do is make it look like an apartment to anybody that is trying to come after you. So that's that's one way you can do it. And really, it's just thinking outside the box kind of stuff. Um, 
if you're doing a lot of online stuff that requires your real information, I would honestly get a second device for that and don't let it cross-contaminate with anything else and keep it as minimalistic as possible. That it's, it's important to, A, keep that digital minimalism anyway, I would say, but yeah, keep that, that digital minimalism and, and just keep it to a minimum. Don't, don't give them anything they don't need and try not to let it cross-contaminate. You can also use things like Dropbox services. Uh, those, are, those are always really good uh, when it requires your real information. Try using a burner number. You can always go, like I've said before, get a pack of 20 when they go on sale of those Mint Mobile cards and just use that. Um, and then there are ways to convert that to VoIP and then use that for as long as you want it. Um, but that's a, that's, that's a good way to do it. It can be tough getting people to message you on a platform too, especially if it's like session or signal or whatever if you have to use your real information they have to get in contact with you but you don't want to give them your number like he like he said uh what if you know you don't give them that information but your friend has that information and shares it if your friends aren't very privacy conscious like that it's probably a better idea to get them to message you on something where you don't give them any information like that so like I mentioned last week I had to swap my friend to messaging me on session because he shared my personal number so that can be a bit of a cat and mouse game, but that's that's really all it's going to be. It's going to be a big cat and mouse game. I would recommend maybe getting a cheaper device to run those things on that you're running maybe on very, very extremely protected Wi-Fi, and it's only for that stuff. Like, I have a device only for my bank account information and personal stuff uh, and 2FA and things like that. So I would just, you know, find some good workarounds. Uh, I can't answer you anything past that because like I said it's really going to be different for everybody everybody's OPSEC is different so I can't give you a definitive guide like I've seen a lot of other influencers try to do um, but I can try to point you in the right direction with it uh, so you know I hope this helps if it didn't you know I, I apologize and again I do apologize for bringing a bit of a negative mood to things I do want to bring a more sweeter and nicer mood and matter of fact i'm going to drink my water a little bit more you know remember guys stay hydrated bottoms up well that wasn't much of a bottoms up that was only about a 45 degree angle but it's about it's the same thing you know what's well, a few degrees right so uh but yeah that's gonna that's gonna kind of end this engagement section uh thanks again if you guys want to engage and talk that would be wonderful you are more than welcome to engage with this uh, i have something and you can always dm me on instagram and there's going to be a new way to dm me at the end of this podcast episode so if you stick through listen to the whole thing i've got some very important news to bring to you guys uh, and it's two really big pieces of news i would love to talk about so if you just stay tuned it's coming right up let's get back to the episode guys and thanks for listening Welcome back. We're gonna we're gonna finish up this uh, this little this little episode I got for you. So uh, we we previously have talked about the average user and the heavier user. Now we're gonna talk about the extreme user and some of the tools used by them. Um, I I just thought about this when I 
in between segments. Um, if there's a tool I missed, feel free to let me know. Uh, DM me or message me on any platform that I'm on that you can find me on. Um, and I'm sure I've probably missed a few. Um, and if you do, bring some, bring it to my attention, and I'll try to mention it in the next episode. The next episode's going to wrap this series up, but uh, I'm going to really try to mention everything in the next episode. So if you... If I missed something or anything like that, feel free to let me know, and I will A, give you a free shout-out, and B, have an awesome amount of engagement in my next episode, because I, I love engaging with you guys. This community is amazing. So we're going to go ahead and talk about this, though, this extreme privacy here. So a lot of times you see them using open-source everything. Most of the time, people that take their privacy to extreme levels are using everything open-source that they can. You know, the, there's nothing that they use that they can't see the code on and that they can't fully trust, which is completely understandable. I try to ship everything I use open source. Unfortunately, you know, not everything I have to create content for you guys is open source, and I would love to find a better alternative. But, you know, it, it is what it is. But a lot of times you see these extreme privacy oriented people using everything open source. Another thing they do is they use no real numbers. They, If they do, it's a quick burner number and they're transferring things to VoIP. Uh, if you don't know what VoIP is, that's voice over IP. Um, but they're, they're usually using VoIP numbers. That could be a heavy burden and, and work around a lot of times using VoIP numbers. But yeah, and that's one reason I don't use as many VoIP numbers as some people do. But yeah, it's a lot of times you see them only using VoIP. Uh, they're they're wire. Uh, <laughs> I'm choking up here. Uh, they're usually routing everything over Tor and a VPN, um, and that's Im that's important too. They usually aren't either. A lot of times they're not running a VPN from any one company. They're usually running OpenVPN on their own server, which is it's great. And if you want a free VPN and you're willing to to hit a little bit of a learning curve, you know. Use OpenVPN. It, it's great. I mean, it's wonderful. And if you don't have anything to run it on, you can pick up a Raspberry Pi for under 40 bucks. plug it into your router, program it to be your VPN, and that's your permanent VPN. And you can set it to access from anywhere. So, And, and it's a bit of a learning curve. I'd love to make a video on doing that for you guys. Uh, if that's something you'd like to see, let me know. Um, send me a message, or uh, I'll, I'll put a poll on Instagram soon for you. Um, another thing you, you will consistently see in the more extreme privacy-oriented group of people is digital minimalism. So, and uh, TechLore talked about this. It's another, it's a channel and a podcast. They made a whole video on it, um, digital minimalism. And what, what it is, is it's, if you know anything about minimalism, it's just minimalism in your digital life. So if you don't absolutely fundamentally need it, don't use it. Don't download it. Uh, and it, it can be a little hard at times doing that. Uh, something else that goes with that digital minimalism mindset is using something like Graphene OS or Calyx OS, um, which are hardened, secure Android ROMs that are made for privacy, but you don't get a whole lot with it. With Graphene, you don't even get Google services whatsoever. With Calyx, you have the ability to get Google services, but it, it, it's, 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 it's a whole episode for another time. I personally am running Graphene OS, and I have managed to get some Google services on there for some of the things I need pertaining to uh, some personal things. But 
digital minimalism is a very important key part of this. If you don't need it, don't use it, especially on your cell phone, because you, you use your cell phone and you carry it everywhere a lot of times. Do you really need it? Can't you just carry a book? Uh, what I started doing for a while was I actually got an old school PDA and was just, or uh, what was it? Wasn't it the Palm 3? Yeah, I was using the Palm 3, and uh, it was great. I actually thoroughly enjoyed that. I'm, I might start using it again. Um, I've, I've been using my phone recently. I've been taking a lot of pictures. But, yeah, digital minimalism is very important. I can't drill that enough. Uh, if you don't take anything from this, remember, digital minimalism is extremely important in this. The less you have out there, the less you have to find you. The less you have out there, the less you have to be hacked. So, that's that's a very, very good thing. Another thing you're going to see is people in this field consistently checking for data leaks. Um, I'm t I, I check once a week for data leaks. I check everything for data leaks. I take all of the information that I have, fake information and real information, and I scrape the internet for it. I try to find anywhere that it could be. If I find it, which is getting really rare, I take it down. Um, if it's a if it's a data breach kind of deal, I make sure I'm not using the same password everywhere anyway. But I make sure I go ahead and change the password on that account. Um, and even though even if it's account with two FA, you still don't want that out there. It's it's good housekeeping to be able to consistently check for your data. And that's a very important skill to have. That's a very important tool in the in your privacy toolkit. Another thing you'll see is no Google. Um, no, bad Google. I, I use a little bit of Google. I'm guilty, I know. But you'll see that they'll if they can go without Google, they will. It's completely de-Googled. And it's a great lifestyle. It can, there's a lot of workarounds when you're not using Google in your life. But... It's, it's much more safer. You know You know your data is not being sold. If you are using Google you're, and you're going along with the series, you're probably giving it fake information by now, which is smart. I'm proud of you. Um, and so you know that that data is still not being leaked. Um, and you're probably accessing your Google accounts in a safe way, hopefully over a proxy VPN and Tor, um, or proxy or Tor, or both. Uh, Tor is a chain of proxies, so... Anyway, uh, another thing you'll probably see is no social media. Um, and if they if there is social media, it's minimalistic. It's not much on there, or it's accessed very safely. I try to access everything as safely as I can. Um, and that's another thing you can do with Graphene OS. I have a VPN that runs in my background. I don't. I even was able to take the little notification off so it doesn't bother my OCD in the top corner. But it's, it's a bit of a battery drain, but hey, I got a VPN running in the background 24-7. So that's another great thing you can always do. Uh, you can also use, or they also uh, use more of more physical items than digital items. So for instance, like password managers and 2FA tokens, you'll see it be more physical than it is digital because you physically have to have it. That's the most secure you can be is physically having it. Um, another thing, they're usually their own provider with a lot of things. I've seen people even be become their own email provider. I've seen people even become their own telephone provider. So if you're your own provider, you know where the data is going. So that's another thing you see, especially on um, Michael Basil's uh, 
podcast. He he preaches on that. You you can only be so secure if you're not your provider. But if you're o- you're your own provider, that's maximum security because you're in control of the data. And of course, you usually see you know their messaging platforms are usually only over Tor and they're highly encrypted, such as like we talked about earlier session and I believe don't quote me on this though there's a way to route your messaging through Tor on Matrix you'll also see that a lot um, but that's going to wrap this up and now we are going to go ahead and get into this amazing announcement I have two great things I'd like to share with you um, one of which I'll be sharing the link for in the description of this video the other thing is not quite ready yet so announcement one right USOSINT.com was launched. I talked about it last week a little bit, but I finally have launched USOSINT.com. And what it is, is a site that I am keeping monitored that will be able to take more of US and this region-based OSINT tools and resources, public records and things like that, and put it kind of into one place, um, such as like inmate searches, uh people searches. I don't, I'm not too sure if there are people searches all over the world, but I've been told that there aren't in a lot of countries and that's a more US based thing. So I've added a whole web page on different people search sites and a key to determine what's good, what works and what doesn't work. Um, things that are paid and things that are free. I, I have a whole list of completely free, no sign up, no login, no credit card, no BS, nothing like that. A whole list of them that you can go look up and and get some so you can get around like truth finder and uh things like that because no one wants to pay for it let's be honest um and then i have a list of other ones that are some paid sources and you can probably get some more data from um but i added a whole list of them i'm working on a u.s based inmate search and some ways to find inmates and locate them on sub counties um I've, I've added U.S. voter, a whole page for U.S. voter searches, and I also have added a, U, a whole page for U.S. business entity records. And where I got the idea from was I was, I, I was informed that it was kind of hard doing some OSINT in the U.S. Um, due to some, some reasons, I, I was talking to someone who was doing some OSINT on someone over here, and they were like, man, I, I don't even know where to look for this kind of information. And I was like, man, it'd be great if you had a resource for that. And so I created this website. So I hope you guys like it. If you do like it, please share it. Uh, spread it around. I'm really trying to add to the community here and help you guys out. If you're not from the U.S., maybe you'll pick up some tools and resources. Uh, it, there's also a blog section on it where I'll be po- posting more one-off resources. So I posted a whole uh, blog post about blackbookonline.info uh, you should go check it out it, and that's a public record search in the US and uh, so I did that the second big piece of engagement here and I, I might get a little bit of heat from this but I don't know yet um, I'm working on a discord server it's almost ready and when it's ready I will be announcing that on my Instagram and then sharing the link uh, when I do share the link I'll try to go back and put it in the description of this episode for you guys but I'm working on that so we can all engage. And one of the major reasons I wanted to do that was I was going to do it over Matrix. But I know a lot of you don't use Matrix. Uh, and I'm not going to force you on that platform. I use Matrix for other things. But I decided to use Discord. And, you know, I, I get it. It could be a little bit of a data stealer or whatever. 
and it, it, it does sell your data. So if you are using it, make sure you're using a burner account, put it in a VM, and then on top of putting it in a VM, make sure you're routing that over Tor or over a VPN. Just make sure you're safe with it. And like always, stay safe, stay secure, stay private, my dudes, and keep up to date with me. Uh, you're more than welcome to go follow any of my social media accounts. I'll be posting my link tree below. And another big announcement for our final announcement here, uh, the podcast just launched merch. So if you check my link tree, you can go to my Teespring store and you can just buy some merch. If you, I'm not asking you to, but if you do, it supports the show and it keeps us up and running and will hopefully have me doing this full time for you guys and making even better quality episodes. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Wherever you are, make sure you stay warm and stay safe during the holidays. Stay private and stay secure. Love you guys. Be safe.